What's up, guys? It's Miki, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. How have you guys been? I hope my BK fam has been well. I hope that life has been treating you well. And if you are in a dark season, or if you're in a season where it's okay, it's just, mm, um, I understand. I'm like in a, hmm. It's not the worst. It's not the best. So I'm right there with you. All I can say is this too shall pass and hopefully we'll be out of it sooner than later. Um, some tips would be to do something, whether big or little, to make you feel better, bring a smile to your face. Um, a lot of people may not agree, but serving others and doing something selfless or just doing a kind gesture for somebody or sending somebody else words of encouragement can sometimes have a double whammy effect and make you feel better at the same time. And it's not to be like inflate the ego kind of thing, but it's really bringing somebody pure happiness or making them feel better about a situation or just seeing them have a smile on their face again. It can make you feel good to know that you played a part in making somebody else's day a little less crappy, making somebody else's life a little less crappy. And we're all trying to be better and do better, right? Or at least most of us are. And we all, all of us have our moments where we're like, I'm not trying to do better. I'm not trying to be better. I'm not, I'm damn sure not trying to make anybody else's life better. We all have those moments. But for the most part, I think we all want to do better and be better, even if we may not always have the tools or the right words or the right um, perspective at the time when we're trying to do it. But starting and trying is a start and um, it's important. The intention to even attempt to be better and do better, it's important. And it will have beautiful, beautiful outcomes. Also, remember to do your gratitude journals. And if you don't journal, just say them out loud. It's okay to just say them out loud. Um, gratitude helps change your perspective. Gratitude reminds you of the good, no matter which season you're in, of the good, no matter how you feel. So just practice gratitude when you are in a really dark space or you're in a really negative space. If you can't come up with five, try three. And if you can't come up with three, try your number one thing that you're most grateful for that day or that year or that month, wherever you are, whatever you need, the most grateful thing you are for at that time and see if that helps. And then it does become easier. You list one, you list another, you list another. And then you just look back and you're like, wow, I have a lot of things to be grateful for. And again, it shifts your perspective. So whether you're on the worst end of it, whether you are on the really positive end of it, or if you're just in the middle, just trucking on by, Mickey is here with you all through it all. And for my people on the really good sign, I'm so, so happy for you. That makes me really, really happy. And for my people on the really worst side, remember that this too shall pass. And for my people in the middle, speaking to myself as well, we got to keep pushing through and we'll get to be on the really, really good side and hopefully stay there. I may not be there all day, every day, but stay 
on the really, really good side or just soak in the really, really good parts of life and hold on to those more than we hold on to the negative ones or the triggering ones, okay? So that's my little Mickey check-in with you guys. Moving on, Snowfall is back and baby. Listen to all my BK fam who watches Snowfall. If you haven't gone and seen the new episodes, I need you to go see it right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Watch it at work. Watch it while you work out. Watch it while you cook dinner. No, I'm just kidding. Really watch it when you get a chance to watch it. Like, it is so good. Snowfall has been good from episode one, season one. And I feel like they're going to go out with a bang. Um, So I'm very, very excited. It is wow. I knew it was going to be good, but even I didn't know it could be this good. And it is amazing. So I don't want to spill any um beans for anybody who hasn't seen it I don't want to spoil it all I want to say is shout out to Snowfall in the final season if you are a fan or if you've heard of it and you thought about getting into it go binge the first five seasons it won't take you long I think it's like 10 episodes per season go binge the first five seasons catch up with us because it is so so good and I may or may not discuss I don't know not sure but catch up okay okay All right, guys. So the first thing that I want to talk about on this week's episode is this um, TikTok of this guy that I saw. And he was talking about another guy who basically the guy kept track of whether his wife would say yes or no to when he asked for sex. And he put it in like an Excel spreadsheet and he put the reasons he put literally yes or no to it. Like, it's mad weird to me. Mad weird. He has the date and he literally has um, date, one column, sex, another column. Then he puts yes or no in that column. And then excuse, he literally has a column for that. And some of the quote unquote excuses, I don't even like calling an excuse. How about some of the reasonings? But he has excuse um, that he possibly didn't get sex that day was, um, she said, I was watching the show friends and then he put in parentheses rerun like she's already seen this she should be willing to have sex with me I guess I feel sweaty and gross I need a shower and then he said she didn't shower until the next morning okay so what maybe she didn't feel like getting up and taking a shower um one day he said I'm exhausted but he got it in like quotes as if she was lying or something um another one was you you're too drunk I feel gross I'm not feeling good I ate too much stuff like that um the reasonings it seemed like there's a couple of different ones like a lot of it was like she didn't feel good or maybe she was doing an activity for herself like a friend's rerun and it doesn't care if she's seen the show six million times if she wants to see it and watch it for a seventh million time let the girl sit down and watch it for a seventh million time. Now, what I don't like is not only, not only does the guy take the time, he clearly has too much time on your hands. Like, my guy, you can be doing any kind of, like, if you like golf, go play golf. If you have guy friends, go hang out with your guy friends. If you want to play the game at this point, 
yes, you heard it here first. I'm advocating for the game because this is ridiculous. If you have enough time to make a spreadsheet, how about you take this time to plan a date? How about you take this time to figure out, okay, she's been feeling gross or she hasn't been feeling the prettiest. Let me figure out something that'll make her feel beautiful. And it doesn't mean it has to necessarily be money. It doesn't mean um, that you actually, guys have to actually go somewhere. Yes, I did just say plan a date, but that doesn't mean that you always have to leave and do something. And the, she had multitude of reasons on there. So it doesn't, everything doesn't necessarily is solved with the date. Okay. But it's a start or if she's feeling like not her best, have you ever thought about taking the time to make an Excel sheet and list the reasons? Okay. She says she felt bad this day for what? Let me come up with a way or let me figure out how to phrase you're beautiful to me on this day because of this. Imagine if you had a spreadsheet and you kept track of every time she felt like crap or she didn't feel like her best self. And instead of a column of an excuse next to it, you put reasons I love you or reasons I don't agree with how you feel about you don't look beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Um, You felt like this. But the way that I perceived you on this day, right? Like, why not figure out ways to speak life into her? Why not figure out ways to love on her better? Why not leave her the hell alone when she wants to watch a show? I'm confused because this is your time to have you time. But I guess the problem is, is that during that time, you wanted to have sex and not you time. Because if she had done the same thing when you were trying to do you time, you, I'm sure, would have been more than happy to say no, there are probably some guys like, I never say no. I never say no. Mm, I, I slightly believe some of you would never say no. And that's not necessarily a good thing, okay? But at the same time, it's okay. Like, she's your wife or she's your girlfriend of a long time. Whoever she with, you're in a committed relationship enough to be able to ask this consistently um, back to back. So relax. You're going to get it again. And rejection doesn't feel good, whether it comes from the man or woman. Like it doesn't feel good, but you could just be like, hey, babe, I've been trying a couple of times and we haven't made sex a priority. Okay. We haven't made it a priority. Just checking in. Is there something I need to do? Is there something I'm not doing? Like what's going on? Can we listen? People don't like to schedule but it's becoming more and more popular the busier we get to schedule sex. And I don't mean now some people, they literally will text their husband like blah, blah, blah. Hey, we're going to have sex tonight, you know, whatever, or we'll mark it out. I get how that can not be as sexy or not um, as intriguing and fun and, and, and enticing, you know, to want to do. I do get that. But at the same time, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. Whatever works for your relationship. You don't necessarily have to be that dry with it. You could just, you know, preheat the oven. Okay. I, I think a lot of times guys don't get like preheat the oven. She will trust most of the time. Most of the time, a lot of women have high sex drives too, just like the man. All right. It's literally one of the ways we're created and one of the things we were created to do. So does sex is normal. All right. Um, but sometimes we, as women, we need to like preheat us. All right. Don't just stick us in there or don't just stick yourself in there. <laughs> preheat us. Maybe it can be foreplay. Maybe it can be if she's had a long day, get her mind into it. Like you're ready to go. You probably like, I've been waiting to have sex with you since you walked through the door, but she just walked through the door and she was in a whole different mindset. She was maybe running errands. She was maybe watching after children. She was maybe 
um, just came from work. She maybe came from work and watch kids and, you know, just picked them up from practice or just cook dinner or just had this. Like her day was probably filled with overstimulation. And it's not that she doesn't want to have sex with you. It's just get her in the space to want to have sex with you. Ease her into it. You can even text her like throughout the day. Like, I'm thinking about it. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to um, touch on you. I miss feeling on you. Okay. Come on, Drake. Like, talk to her. Talk to it. And you know what the it is. And just prep her, get her into it, get her ready for it. And I mean, you you won't have to do that every single time, but when life gets busy, what does it hurt to remind your partner? Because this can go for the men too. What does this hurt to remind your partner to be like, babe, I can't wait. Or as soon as you see him, I missed you. I'm ready. Or give me a second, like, Take that time to talk about how much you miss them. Take that time to be like how much you couldn't wait to like get to them, to touch on them, to fill on them, to kiss them, to just be in their presence, to smell them. Like it's so much more than penetration. Don't get me wrong. Penetration is fabulous. But, you know, sometimes women, you got to crank us up. But once we're crunk, it's the best of both worlds for everybody involved. Okay. And I think sometimes men forget that. Like when women um, are just going about their daily lives, you got to literally preheat the oven. That's the reason I keep saying preheat the oven because that's what I saw a man who was sharing this. Um, he was, that's what he said as he was sharing this guy's TikTok about it. He was just like, after 15 years of marriage, I've learned preheating the oven is mandatory before cooking all right so you know what he's talking about and I think it's great great advice and I just think the time that this man took to literally write down all the reasons she said no he could have put in the same effort to pour back into her to love her or just to support her because there are some times when people have low libidos men and women maybe they just not into it for real maybe there's a bigger reason why they're not into it right now and it's not necessarily you, but I mean, life happens to us all. And just because somebody isn't currently in the mood doesn't mean you can't get them in the mood. But if you are literally getting no and like pouting on the side of the bed, that's not cute. If you're like literally getting no and and I, I, I don't know how to explain this, but it's like cute. Like if it's like, oh no, and then you think like, but I really wanted to like it's like levels to it like if you're really full-on pouting on the side of the bed like that's not okay if you are and yes I have heard men that do this okay so that's just not okay and if you are taking the time to make it sell sheets and point out all the reasons but not finding ways to pour back into her and love her better you're part of the problem as well like it's not just get your needs met it's not just get your needs met. Have you girls, ladies, let me talk to you real quick. Have you heard of the guys that are pleasers are the best? And I feel like that's a true statement. Like guys that care about if you get off, guys that care about if you're pleased in bed, whether you guys led to penetration or not, they are the best. Because there are some guys that are just literally like, I'm here to bust a nut. That's what it is. Blah, 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 blah. And then there are some guys that are like, I get off by watching you get off or I feel good when we both come I oops excuse me if you have kids listening I also um 
like I feel better when it's an experience and not just an experience, but an enjoyable experience for the both of us. It's not like a one-way street. Pleasers, guys, especially guys that are pleasers are the best ladies. Do not settle for men that do not care about whether you enjoyed the sex or not. Do not care about learning how to just get to know your body, how to discover your body, really know what makes you tick, what doesn't, continuously relearn your body after it changes, maybe after kids or um, maybe you had a surgery, just life happens. Like be with a pleaser. You be with a pleaser. If you've never had an orgasm as a female, that's probably what you're missing is a guy who's willing to learn and also a guy who's willing to please because there are some guys that know and they just don't care about the other person being pleased. They only care about if they got off. So ladies, I highly recommend being with a guy who enjoys pleasing their partner. I say it's not all up to the guy, ladies, to learn um, your body. Learn your body too. Because how are you supposed to tell them what you enjoy, what you like, what you don't like if you don't discover yourself as well? Everything doesn't have to be full on masturbation. But you better, like, if you like this kink, you better know you better tell him or see if he's into it too. Don't cheat yourself out of some really great sexual experiences if you can have them. The next thing that I want to talk about is a really sad, um, a really sad common theme that I saw, which was parents blaming their child or their children for the demise of their relationship. And that's a tough one because usually we hear it from the perspective of um, the child may or may not blame their parent for the reason that a divorce happens or for the reason that they didn't get to grow up in a two-parent home, you know? But knowing that it can also be the other way around shouldn't necessarily be a surprise, but sometimes it can be because it's like, So like, duh, your child is not the reason. That is also like, how could you even come to this conclusion? But, you know, it's kind of the same way with the kids putting the misblame on the parent. Like, it may not be the parent's fault that they're not together. Like, sometimes people just grow apart. Life just happens and it just is what it is. And blaming somebody else for your issues doesn't really help the situation. But as I was doing research on it, it was a lot more common problem than I thought. And when I was reading people's responses, it literally broke my heart because I'm like, there are a lot of parents out here blaming their children for the demise of a marriage, for the demise of a relationship. And I just don't know how and when we got to this point. Now, I do think that it can be normal And I don't mean normal in a good way, but I mean like happen often for the simple fact of that parents are human too. We talk about, we talk about this all the time. They are human. So they're not always going to have the most logical or best responses. Emotions aren't really logical, right? They're just how we feel. And when you're trying to sort out the reasons of why something may or may not have worked, you may misplace the blame on even the ones closest to you. It's unfortunate, but um, yeah. Here is one girl that I found. I'm not going to read all the ones that I found because I found so many and they really made me really sad, but um, I will just read a few. This girl said, and she's talking about her mother. 
She said she got pregnant out of wedlock in the 1960s in a Southern Baptist state. Once her parents found out, she was exiled to a city three hours out where she stayed until she had me. Married my father. And enough time passed that people stopped asking questions. Can I just say, Southern Baptist State, I listen, why, why would her parents let her be exiled to a city three hours out? Did they not go with her? They just stayed back in the other city like nobody asked what happened to your kid? <laughs> like that's crazy. If you I thought babies were blessings. It doesn't matter, like, you know, when they come, everybody be like, they're blessings no matter what. So why not celebrate the blessings, Southern Baptist State? Hmm. That is one of the main reasons y'all be like, no abortion. God would be pleased no matter the form. If you were raped, keep the baby. It doesn't matter how traumatized you are. Mm. It's just interesting to see them not take their own advice. Anyways, she also said, my parents' marriage was completely loveless. My parents' marriage was completely loveless. My mother blamed my father and me for robbing her of her dreams. She wanted to become a German translator and travel the world. My father drank two or three beers after work and took her berating until he couldn't anymore, at which point he smashed her face against the wall, and I spent the rest of the week being her therapist, a role I kept well into my 40s. She's being parentified. Isn't that crazy to be blamed and then at the same time have to turn around and be the therapist for that parent? That's uh, what the f is happening all within itself. Good luck as the child trying to process that. I have no, because I'm not a therapist, so I, and I'm not God. So I don't know the right words to say, but all I do want to say is to that, that girl that wrote this, I, ooh, that breaks my heart. That breaks my heart. And that's not an easy role to be in. But um, if you believe in God, I would say pray to him and ask for guidance on how to deal with it all. Because I'm pretty sure if you're being that parent's therapist, especially after, you know, seeing the toxicness between her and the husband and if you have siblings or whatever, you put everybody else's feelings before yours. And I'm almost positive yours were on the back burner, especially if you were still able to be her therapist, even after being blamed and after her blaming you, not just for the demise of their relationship, but um, her not living her life. A lot of ones that were similar to that. This is from an article that kind of helps with this problem. If you've ever experienced it as a child where your parents blame you for the demise of the marriage or if you're a parent who has placed blame on your child, here is something from an actual therapist that hopefully can help. So here is what they said. They said, hopefully you do not blame your child's behavior for the divorce and or separation. A child cannot stress on a relationship one way or another, but any healthy relationship should be strong enough to get through the ups and downs of wearing a child. Any healthy relationship should be strong enough to get through the ups and downs of rearing a child. Before I continue about what the therapist said, I just want to stop right here. There are some things that I have been through in life that I know for a fact, if I had went through them with any other person in my life, the relationship that I had with that person, no matter the type of relationship, would not have survived. 
There are some things that I went through with certain people that are deal breakers for other people. And when I say deal breakers, I mean the situation itself wasn't necessarily a deal breaker because I mean life happens to us all. But other people, no matter the type of like whether no matter the type of relationship it was, would not have survived. I know for a fact some of the things that I've been through would have killed other people's relationships. And I know for a fact other stuff that people have been through, I would have been like, that's my tap out right there. That we can't make it passes. We don't have enough of a solid solid foundation. We don't have enough love to get us through this. I don't value you enough in my life to want to like move past this with you, work through this with you. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that happens. Okay. Here is continuing what the therapist said. If you do blame your child, you are probably suffering from other feelings like things were fine until we had, or what if we would have never had children? These thoughts are very normal, but do not necessarily mean that you are blaming your child for your marriage problems. You're looking more at the circumstances that got you to where you are. Do not feel guilty about these feelings, but you do want to move past them. If your child remotely believes that he or she is the reason for the divorce and or separation, you will be causing great harm to your child and will have an uphill battle ahead of you. Unfortunately, many parents work themselves into this position. Um, I do agree completely with what this therapist said. You are causing big problems if you even remotely blame your child for the demise of your grown ass relationship you it's not okay but I will say that parents are human so if you are a parent who's done this just apologize just try to talk it out and acknowledge like that was kind of an effed up view for me to have even though I only had it because I was trying to sort out where do we go wrong but now that I'm back in my right frame of mind I clearly see that you weren't the problem because again, people can work past whatever they put in the, you know, work to work past. What's a deal breaker for some is not a deal breaker for others and vice versa. So yeah, I was highly, highly screaming from the rooftops and I'm not a therapist and I'm not God. Talk to your child about that because it's really unfair to put that burden and that weight, especially if it was toxic already on your child it's not cool so I would talk to them so you don't lose them like there's no point of you being in a toxic relationship and it it already costs you a lot of times your friends especially if it's abusive it costs you your friends family like is you want it to cost you your children too like it'll cost you your happiness your soul like it will take everything from you the word he says getting your relationships right is so so important because they affect everyone and everything even if not always directly they affect because you um people start getting either the best version of you or the worst version of you and a lot of times people are paying the price for the damage and the harm that other people have done and it's not fair and it's not right but I mean that's another part of humans being humans right so some of the key points that this therapist had that may help is parents should not be using the child as the reason for the breakup no matter the reason for the breakup placing blame is not healthy and does not promote healing the divorce is a choice one that you or your spouse have made not your child so it's important to understand how your decisions about the divorce will affect your child 
choosing to be positive will help your child. And final point that she made was look to the future. Do not dwell on the past or what is out of your control. Let yourselves have the feelings of resentment or place blame if you must. Just do not let those feelings guide your future. And I think that was a fair point. Like if the parent has to feel that way, let them feel it. Let them feel that way. Um, It's messed up, but let them feel that way. Let them try to work through it. But the whole point is for the parent to not stay there. If that parent stays there, that's an even bigger issue. But let them be honest about how they feel. Let them work through it. And then um, hopefully, hopefully you guys can work past it. I'll just say this. I have definitely been in this position before. A great feeling. It's not a great feeling. Um, It's. It felt more like a slap in the face, to be honest, because it's like out of anybody, I've been the most supportive out of anybody, um, which may not be known because I'm not going back and reporting what I pray on every single day and how many times I pray. But if I, out of anybody, I am praying for the health and well-being for everybody. And before it was revealed that I was being blamed, I had the feeling people's behaviors had started changing. Certain verbiage was being said. And the way I internalized it, the story that I told myself was the blame was being put on me. That was the story that I told myself before the story was confirmed. Okay. And what I did was I didn't talk to anybody else about it because it's a really hurtful. Makes me kind of sad. It's, um, It's a really hurtful thing to hear, especially when you went out of your way to be the least problematic that you possibly could. If I said something, it was a problem. If I didn't say anything, it was a problem. Um, It's really hard to be supportive of people in toxic relationships. It's hard to be supportive Um, because you're really in abusive or toxic relationships. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If you're quiet, they feel like they have no support. If you say something, it's you just made my life worse. So it's really like just watching a person you love just sit there and suffer. And there's nothing you can do about it. And I've had this experience even outside of parents. I've had it with friends and everything. And I'm the kind of person that I will make myself suffer if it helps their relationships or if it helps be better. And thankfully, I got the really great advice one day. If you're doing this to help me, but you're hurting yourself, you're not helping me in the long run. Because now we've basically solved one problem to um, have another. And it was like one of the first times somebody like cared more about how it affected me. Even though it was their relationship, it was their problem. They cared more about how it affected me. And they didn't want me to try to make peace if it was going to cause more damage to me. They didn't want me to, um, and it's not to say that they like the ugliness that was happening or the tension that was happening, but they didn't want me to create peace for their lives at the expense of myself. 
And for that, I will forever be grateful. And it changed my perspective on how I handle when my friends or family are in bad relationships or just maybe not the best and it negatively affects me or the others around them or even them because again it's watching somebody you love like suffer it's I don't know how it feels for everybody else but it it, it kills me like you don't have to be a mom to have the feeling of and I know that it's completely different when you are a parent but you don't have to be one to um experience that pain like it's gut-wrenching and I have to see it over and over and over it kills you it literally kills you it kills a part of you it kills your hope in people it kills your hope in love it can kill your hope in marriage I'm surprised I honestly still want to get married I say that all the time kids debatable but marriage um I'm still down for I'm just not down to do it with just any and everybody I don't even care if we're compatible compatibility isn't all I need there is so much more that I need than just we like the same few things. Because, I mean, you can just be an associate. We like enough things similar and I enjoy you as a person. Maybe you could be a friend, but it doesn't mean that you are the person that God has assigned me to spend the rest of my life with. It's not, you may not be my purpose partner, you know? Um, That's a big deal to me. And marriage is not a game. And I think a lot of people just make it about, well, it's a tax write-off or it's it's about the ring. It's about the wedding. It's about, it's so much more, just like parenting is so much more than the baby pictures or they're cute. They're cute for like two seconds and then it's over. <laughs> and then it's over. Like the cuteness, uh, maybe, I don't know, parents, does it help you get through the hard days? Maybe. But I mean... They're cute for two seconds. Are they cute when they're spinning up on you? No. When they're pooping on you? No. When they're talking back to you? No. When they're making decisions that are best for them that may kill you? No. No. Children aren't the cutest. Marriage is not for the weak. Parenting is not for the weak. But um, that's why I'm so intentional about, or at least I try to be, about making relational decisions because long before PD said it, I saw it with my own eyes. It will destroy every single thing and every person around you if you're not in the right relationships. And again, it's not just romantic. It can be friendships. Everybody knows you have a bad set of friends. You'll look up one day and even if you try your hardest to not be corrupted by them, you are. You're changed in some form where you saw some stuff that you weren't supposed to see or you were involved in some stuff that was never meant to grace your path. But it's the group of friends. It'll leave you stagnant in certain situations. It'll change your mindset like friendships, romantic relationships. Imagine getting into a business partnership, right? And y'all aren't aligned it's not aligned and they have some shady practices and now you're partners you are attached with them you may not be shady but if they're shady on y'all company unfortunately guilty by association you might not actually be guilty but when they come and sue more than likely they come and sue the company as a whole or to sue both of you to try to get more bang for the buck it's just the reality of the situation. So getting relationships wrong in life, and it's not to say that we won't, we all will, because sometimes doing it and figuring out this works for me, this doesn't work for me, this used to work for me, but this doesn't work for me anymore. That's how we figure out. That's how we learn 
that's how we grow but um getting them wrong and keep getting them wrong will just or staying in ones that never get right it does more damage than good and it just keeps us it keeps our body in flight or fight mode it keeps our nervous systems disrupted it affects our hearts it affects our mental health it affects our personalities it affects the best part of us and our beautiful design of how we designed to be it brings out the flesh more than it brings out the fruits in the spirit and it just changes you for the worst and sometimes it can change the people around you for the worst because you may be loving it and everybody else is suffering at the expense of you loving something so bad and it can happen to any of us like no judgment no blame placing here coming from me like it can happen to literally any of us and i know that and i keep that close so my goal um or my tip bk gym fam bk fam is the gym that i'm dropping because we don't drop tips we drop mickey gyms right is to if you are a parent and you have blamed your child have that conversation have that conversation of healing and just explain where you were let them know that you're human you didn't mean it but this was the way you processed to figure it out and if you are a child give them grace and I know that's really hard to do especially because everybody's situations is so different give them grace and um Pour a little extra love. Definitely pour a little extra love. And the final gem for definitely all of my BK fam on this topic is get your relationships right in every single area or try your best. Learn from your mistakes. Figure it out so you can live a healthy, wow, uh, well-rounded life all the way around. All right, so to end the episode, I kind of want to end on a a lighter, happier note, and I just want to talk about two things. First thing is, is I have this friend who will teach all of us the most beautiful, valuable lessons, and it's to, actually, I have two friends that live in the moment constantly, consistently, and again, I don't know how me, the planner, got put with two people who drastically live in the moment more often than not but I think it's a beautiful thing because I plan a little less around them and sometimes dealing with me they have to plan a little more but the balance is what is important but one of them will travel and I'm not saying that the other one won't either but one traveling has been their thing since the beginning of me knowing them traveling not just around the states but out the country even the countries that are a little questionable but I mean I live in America so probably the most questionable country that you can live in greatest country my ass I just have to let you guys know that Mm, living in America sucks it sucks but she will travel any and everywhere and she had a trip recently that was so esque of her. And it was, she was so happy. And she ate so much good food. She heard good music. She saw some good people of hers. And it made me so happy. And I told her, never stop living these moments. 
don't let anybody or anything in life stop you from living moments. Parents, if you have kids, um, still live your life. You have to adjust the way you live, but still live your life. Otherwise, it's always going to be, I never could live because of children. I never could live because of marriage. I never could live because I was always doing for others. I It's always going to be, I could never do it. And in reality, you could. It's just learning how to do it with what life throws at us. And it's not easy to learn how to do it, especially when you're wearing so many roles. But I would encourage anybody, parent, no matter the race, no matter the gender, no matter what, take time to live life. Don't just be here. Don't just exist in it. Really live life. Pull in those happy moments. Hold on to those over the negative ones. Hold on to those over the triggering ones. Hold over, hold on to those over the toxic ones. Pull in the really, really good moments, the really, really happy moments, the really, really peaceful moments. Write them down. Store them in your brain. Hold them close to your heart. So when the bad moments come, you have them and you can go back to that. And when the good moments are there, but they've left and life keeps going and we're back to our daily routines, you can remember that you experienced that, that you had that. And I was just really, really happy for, and it made me really, really happy. A lot of my friends have been experiencing some really good moments and it makes me really, really happy for you guys to see you guys traveling and living life and buying the things that you want, reaching your goals as the young adults that we are. I am ecstatic. I am so ecstatic for you guys. And I want you guys to keep going and keep making these memories. And I'm excited to hear about them. I love to hear about you guys' happy moments. Okay. They make me smile. So please keep living your best lives. And the final thing is I want all of my BK fam to remember that God will always make a way and he'll provide a ram in the bush. So without going into too much detail, I will, or I don't even know if that's grammatically correct. Too many details, I guess. Um, God, I hate English. <laughs> um, without saying too much, I was talking to God about some things. He knew the needs that I needed met. Um, and I, he knows the needs of others that need to be met. And I was just talking to him about them. And I was ex- being very specific about not having to be dependent on certain things um, in order to get my needs met. And I just felt like a steady cycle of having to be at the beck and call of certain things. like, And how to survive it when it doesn't come through. Because none of it is guaranteed. And God saw it. God knew it. And I had been talking to God about it for a while. And he's been helping me manage and stretch out things that need to be stretched. And all I have to say is that every time somebody doesn't show up or doesn't come through, God has a ram in the bush. And I want to say publicly out loud. And hopefully this will encourage somebody who needs to hear this or needs to be reminded. God has not forgotten you. He will provide your manna. He will give you your daily bread and he has that ram in the bush for you. And it may not be financially for you. It may be peace. It may be an opportunity. It may be um, 
remembering to love on yourself better or just having faith in love again. It may just be taking baby steps of faith to him. Whatever you need, God will provide and he will give it to you and he will give it to you at the right time. Not a moment before, not a moment too late. He sees what's coming before we see it. And so when that ram in the bush comes, I'm not surprised when people don't show up when they're supposed to show up or when people don't come through when they're not supposed to come through. And it teaches me to trust him and to not worry. And I just want to say publicly, thank you, God, for the ram in the bush that you always have, that you continue to do. And it came at a point um, where I've had this conversation before, but after my birthday, on my birthday, I just sat and I looked out the window. That's all I did. And people kept asking me, did you really enjoy it? Are you really happy? I don't know what people could tell in my voice or what, but I just said I was happy. Get people off my case. Leave me alone. I sat and I stared out the window. That's all I could bring myself to do on my birthday. I mean, besides still, you know, doing my usual routine. When my usual routine was up, I sat for hours. Hours. Just staring out the window. Talking, to, I had been talking to God about so much. I talked to him a lot that day. He knew what I needed. He knew what needed to be done. Fast forward to like a week later, I was talking to him. And I asked him again. I've had this conversation before. I'm real brutal with God. And I was like... This is happening. This is happening. I'm watching people progress in their lives. I'm watching people be happy and it makes me happy, right? But this can't be all you've called for me. Or if it is, what is the point of serving you? And I put it just like that. And without keeping us here forever in a day, I will just say that God is not afraid of your questions. He is not afraid of you questioning him. And it got way more detailed than that. And um, it wasn't intense like anger, but it was like, I withhold nothing. There's no point of me withholding how I feel or questioning God. Why do you have me serving in this way? Or why am I serving you, period? What is it about you? Like I can serve myself at this point and have a completely different life. What is the real reasoning in serving you and serving others? And he answered in different ways. And he showed me through different sermons and different scriptures. And he reminded me with a real life example of the ram in the bush. Because God can give me a ram in the bush that I may not necessarily be able to give myself. I don't have that kind of power. I have the power of the Holy Spirit living within me. Right? And that's a big deal. That's no small feat. But it'll never be greater than God. And so I'm grateful for me having the kind of relationship which we all can have that relationship with him they just try to talk you out of it all of us can talk to him about any and everything about how we feel about any questions that we have even if we question him his existence and the purpose of this all and he'll reveal whatever he needs to reveal to us when he needs to reveal it at the time he does and i am grateful so this won't be the first time that i question him and it won't be the last but I just want to say for anybody who needs to hear this, there is a ram in the bush. Everything that he has you doing and the time that he has you doing, it may not make sense to you. But in the words of Jalen Hurts, one of his favorite scriptures, it will all make sense in the end. You may not see what I'm doing now, but you will soon understand. And so I pray that over all of us. We may not understand what God is doing in our lives or why he has us doing and maneuvering the way that we move. But I pray for all of us that one day soon we will understand. And thank you, God, for the rams.
in the bush that you always provide. All right, guys. So I hope that left you with a little bit of encouragement. You know, I kind of went in on a happy note, a lighter note, and just let you go, guys, know that you are loved, heard, valued, seen. I love you guys. And I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. All right, guys. Bye.